0: Welcome to the river, everybody.
1: Now, most of you know that uh, you haven't seen Malcolm around, and he left again. And he sent me this letter this week. My dearest fellow pastors, KCC members, and friends, I'm writing you this letter to announce my resignation from the pastor board at KCC, effective at the end of November in the year of our Lord 2017. It has been an honor and a privilege to serve our Lord with you at KCC for nigh on to four decades. After the passing of my wife Irene, I have made a permanent move to Denver, Colorado. Time and circumstances definitely can and have made a difference in the Lord's direction for my life. Sisters and brothers in Christ, while this is certainly a significant time in the life of KCC I am confident that we have in place a pastoral staff and leadership team That will enable this congregation to move confidently and boldly into God's future in the words of God's spokesman Jeremiah for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to give you hope and a future Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29:11 through 13 You will always be in my thoughts and prayers and though I'm moving on rest assured God is staying put blessings and love to you all Malcolm
0: Cheryl's got a word for us this morning, you guys, so let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, we just want to thank you for the opportunity that we have just to gather together. Thank you for this assembly that happens each week where we come together in your name under the covering of your blood, washed and cleansed and made holy before you. Open our ears and open our eyes to the truth that's in your word. That every lie that's been sown into us be snatched out today by the power of your spirit. That we would be a people that walk and stand in truth. That we might have life in you. Thank you for the life that you've offered each and every one of us. Thank you, Jesus, for making the way, for coming to dwell inside of us. Amen.
2: Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Let me get this going, guys. It's kind of low, huh? Okay. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. I told you last week that Joel would be speaking on the tongue, and uh, Joel is is doing better. He's listening to his mom, his wife, the Lord, his doctor, and resting as he is as his body heals and he gets better. Uh, and he was doing pretty well, and thought he was going to speak Sunday, but he had a major panic attack through the night last night and wasn't able to sleep, so he asked me to go ahead and share, and I had already prepared, just in case, like a wise mommy. So, uh, anyways, let's move forward. So my focus today is going to be based on one of God's clear instructions on how to use our tongues. And last last week I talked about connecting into the Lord through obedience and how much the tongue is just one of those areas that, oh, it's so hard to bring that little puppy uh, under submission to the Lord. So I would like us to stand up and read together. Can we get Psalm 104 in the NIV up there? And let's all stand up and read God's word together. If you can. If you can't, it's fine. You can read from sitting. Tell me when it's up there. Okay. Maybe I gave you the wrong. Psalm 104. Psalm chapter 100, verse 4. Sorry. Okay, good. All right. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I'm going to read the next verse. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations sorry i didn 't realize I had both roses. okay, you may go ahead and be seated and later on, I am going to give some of you a chance to share uh, something that you 're especially thankful for in this past year but i 'm going to start out by i 'm going to start out first expressing my thankfulness uh, for just something extremely amazing that I have seen God do this year i want to thank the lord for this congregation and how you have allowed him to work in and through you this past year you guys have been so patient and so supportive since last august when mike was diagnosed with brain cancer your outpouring of love and support are the vehicle that carried us through this trial unscathed by the enemy as a family closer to god than when it started and then your over the top support for the leadership here and for the ministry of this body your willingness to step up and meet whatever needs there were are the vehicle that god has used to carry this body this church through this year, not in defeat, but in victory. You've grown and matured. You've continued to come faithfully, even after around May, beginning of May, when Mike was no longer to speak, able to come forward and speak at all to the congregation. And myself and all the pastors and their wives are just so thankful and grateful to the Lord for what he has done in you and to you for allowing the Lord to work in and through you. You've connected with Jesus this year. You've allowed his strength to flow through you. And you really have defied the enemy. There's a passage in Zechariah which introduces this concept. If you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. And that, I believe, is what happens in the natural. If a shepherd is struck down, the sheep will scatter and run <clears throat> run in fear of the enemy. But instead of that, you as a congregation responded supernaturally this past 15 months <clears throat> since your pastor was stricken with brain cancer. I'm sorry, I've had some kind of a throat thing going this week. <clears throat> I've seen... The majority of you grow in character and closer to Jesus through this time. We have more people serving right now in more areas than ever before. We have more people who are walking in faithfulness to the Lord in spite of some tough circumstances that you may be going through personally than ever before. And as I was praying over this message today... I believe the Lord gave me a picture of our congregation and how we responded supernaturally this year as our shepherd was stricken down with a terminal illness. I saw in my mind's eye a huge wolf coming in and taking Mike out, and many of us, our first natural reaction was that we wanted to scatter and run for cover. But instead, I saw all of us All the sheep got together, turned towards that wolf, and just ran full force and trampled the wolf down. Yes. In Zechariah 13, 9, God speaks about those sheep who do not scatter. And he said, This third I will put into the fire. I will refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people, and they will say the Lord is our God. I am just so thankful for your patience through this long 15 months, and I really ask for your continued patience as we, as Joel fights through these panic attacks and we come out on the other side of that. Once again, the enemy would love to come in and scatter the sheep. That is the assignment of the enemy right now. But if we will band together, we will trample the enemy under our feet. And I believe Joel is going to come through this more quickly if all of us are, are standing together, uh, interceding for him, and, and standing in the gap for him. Yes. And what's going to happen is that we as a congregation are again going to be refined even more and become more valuable in the kingdom. And we are going to be more of a threat to the enemy in this valley than we ever were before. So thank you and thank you, God, for what he's done this year. So I share this morning about the tongue and the call to use our voice you offer up constant thanksgiving to God to our good father i want you to be listening to me with one ear and listening to the holy spirit with the other because at the end i'm going to ask some of you to come up here and share ways that things that you are really thankful for just like a sentence or two or even one word something that you're really thankful for in this past year All right, let's go ahead and pray together again before we begin. Father, I just thank you. We come with hearts full of thanksgiving for your goodness and for how you are able to bring good out of any situation, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that you'd speak to us and that we would minister thanksgiving to each other during this service, Lord, and that we would hear your word and our hearts would be penetrated and we would be not just hearers of the word, but become doers and be transformed in Jesus' name. Okay, so James 3, 9 through 10, I believe we read this last week as well. With our tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come both blessings and cursings. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water come out of the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? neither can salt bring a salt spring produce fresh water well i in my spare time have designed this little pitcher that can pour both salt and fresh water at the same time yes and um would you give me that spoon right there real quick on the corner kelly i gotta stir it up first to make sure my salt water is nice and salty thank you kelly you yep. okay so i have my pitcher and i'm gonna pour it out and get both fresh and salty water in there whoa okay now now that i poured this water does anyone want to take a drink of this water and what do you think this water tastes like carrie you want to come and drink what it tastes salty okay So once you would, if anybody were brave enough to taste this, the saltiness in this water, do you want to swallow it? No. No, what you might want to do is gargle for a few seconds. I I could use that right now. But then, yes, your instinct would be to spit it out and rinse your mouth out with fresh water. The only people who ever drink salty water are those who are extremely thirsty, and who have been completely cut off from fresh water for a long time. And I've read stories about people where they've been, you know, floating in a raft in the ocean and been without fresh water for many, many days, and where sometimes someone becomes so dehydrated that they actually begin to drink salt water to try to quench their thirst. And what happens when you're drinking seawater, because the salt content is so high, you're not actually taking in any water. You're, you're taking in a loss of water. And your body fluids become depleted. You get muscle cramps, dry mouth. You get more thirsty. Your heart rate will increase. And then you'll start to experience nausea and weakness and delirium. And as you become more dehydrated, unless you're able to get enough fresh water in to dilute and flush the salt out of your system, the brain and other organs will shut down, leading to coma, organ failure, and eventually death. Now sometimes when we go without spiritual water for a while, meaning we stop reading God's word, we stop listening to the Holy Spirit, stop spending time with people who are speaking words of life, truth, thanksgiving and praise, we can become so thirsty that we lose our common sense and we'll start to drink that salty water full of lies, gossip, slander, offenses, negativity, division, condemnation, and on and on. This type of speech, as we take it in, is actually like drinking poison. It will debilitate us spiritually. And unless we flush our system out with fresh healing water, we will start to lose our ability to discern between what's fresh water and what's salty water and what's poison. And we'll get more thirsty, and we'll take in more and more poison trying to quench our thirst. And then we become in danger of hardening our hearts to God and his voice, and actually dying spiritually. This is why the tongue is spoken of as a deadly poison. Satan is such a deceiver. Whoa, I almost drank the salt water. would have just let you see it right here. Um, I did taste it at home to make sure it was good and salty in case I had someone come up and taste it. So um, I was brave. Anyways, he deceives us so much that many of us are taking in poison on a regular basis without even realizing it. And we don't even realize the danger we're in if we do realize we're taking in some poison. We don't realize. Or how it's affecting our spiritual health. Now, if we saw a friend drinking poison or maybe poisoning their spouse or someone else, dispensing poison, we would try to stop them. Yet most of us allow our friends to speak negative, divisive, condemning words sometimes about themselves or to us about others, and we don't do anything about it. We don't do anything to try to intervene. And I'm guilty of this myself, and God has really convicted me during this uh, preparation for this message of how diligent I need to be protect myself and those people that I love from the poison of the tongue and that I need to be diligent to put a guard over my mouth so that I'm not spewing out poison that could harm others. So going back to verse 11 and 12, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring The obvious answer is no. My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? No. Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So how is it that we, as redeemed believers, can have both blessings and cursings coming out of our mouth? Well, the answer is that there are two springs. And we're tapping into both of them at the same time, just like my little picture that I made up. And as long as we're okay with that, the flow is going to continue out of us, of both blessings and cursings. And I don't think any of us would be okay if Cal Water was tapping into a little septic stuff at the same time as they were pumping the fresh water and it just kind of got mixed in there. We would not be okay with that, but somehow... We are okay with this spiritual toxic sludge flowing through our own pipes from time to time. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Spiritually speaking, since our flesh, the world, and the enemy cannot produce fresh, life-giving water, we must be tapping into our own desires and emotions, the thinking processes of the world, And the lies and gossip of the enemy or blessings and cursings would not keep coming out of our mouths like they often do. Jeremiah 2.13. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. In John 7, 27, on the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water shall flow from within them. It is the Holy Spirit flowing through us that will enable us and our tongues to speak refreshing, life-giving, forgiving, eternally valuable words. And it will help people to get a clearer picture of who our God is and the beauty of our Lord. Everything else our tongues are speaking, hurtful. Unkind, rude, sarcastic, unloving, divisive, self-promoting, negative, complaining, bitter words, and on and on. The things that tear down are coming from our flesh, the reasoning of the world, maybe what we heard on the latest talk show, or from the enemy. The only way to shut down the flow of the enemy through our mouths is to change the focus of our hearts. Luke 6, 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So what's coming out of our mouth that we couldn't help, or oh, you know, it just slipped out. It's there in our heart. And you know, sometimes we we try so hard to stop a behavior. I got to stop doing that. I got to stop doing that. And Mike used to always teach the youth and the adults as well. You don't focus on stopping something. You start something new. We're supposed to be doers of the word. So our focus needs to be on doing something differently. The best way to shut the door to sin in an area of our life is to submit our hearts to the Lord in that area and begin to do something differently. And that's what's going to activate change in us. You know, it is hard to speak negatively about a person a job, a car, a home, or a situation you find yourself in when your heart is full of gratitude towards God, when you know the power of his love and his ability to work in any life, to redeem any person, no matter what they've done to you, and to work good in your life in the midst of the most horrible situation, when you understand that and are grateful for that, it will change what's in our hearts and what's coming out of our mouth. And so if we'll begin one word at a time, one sentence at a time, one conversation at a time, to stop and think before we speak. My husband was so good at that. Sometimes people would think, what's wrong? Am I mad at me? Because you would ask him something. My kids would be like, mom, I asked dad. And, and I'm like, you know dad just needs time he just sits there and looks where they ask something because he never me i just like fill the air with as many words try to make things you know but he would just sit there and look and then he would speak and he was very slow to speak and he never said an unkind word to me and i i that is what The Lord wants us to begin to do, to be slow to speak, to think before we speak, and just, like I said, one conversation, one word at a time, begin to allow thanksgiving and praise to flow out of our mouths. As we do that in obedience, like in last week's message about how we remain in him is through obedience, and then that flow opens up of the Spirit— then our hearts are going to change. That's going to activate change in our hearts. And our hearts are going to become filled with thanksgiving and praise. But it starts with us, a sacrifice of praise, and then it becomes natural because God uses that act of obedience to change us. It's not faking it to bring God a sacrifice of praise. He asks for that. Thanksgiving and gratitude that doesn't come at a cost, that's just easy because you're at Disneyland today, and, well, I mean, there's always stuff to complain about anywhere. But, um, you know, it's easy because things are going great. That's not going to change you. That kind of praise and thanksgiving is not going to activate change in our hearts. It's that sacrificial praise that costs us. So my encouragement is that we start this first week after Thanksgiving by remembering how God has moved in our lives this year in spite of difficult situations that we've all been through. And so those of you who I gave a scripture to read, if you could come up here and just kind of line up here, and I'm going to have you read it if you're okay with that. And um, any of you who would like to come up and share either a single word or a sentence or two of how God, something you're thankful to God for, for this past year. I know you've been listening to the Holy Spirit, and a bunch of you have stuff that you're going to share. So you're just going to run on up here, uh, over here to this side. So come on up, and they're going to start reading as those of you who are going to give a word a sentence or a sentence or two of Thanksgiving, come up here. Once again, lady, 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 lady. Come on, man, Get on your spiritual panties and get up here. Okay. I'm sorry. I just pick on you guys, but all right. Yes, yes. There we got a man. Okay. So they're going to go ahead and read a scripture about Thanksgiving that I gave them, and then we are going to hear some words of Thanksgiving. And you guys can continue to come up. This is First Timothy two verses one and three. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people. This is good and pleases God our Savior.
0: All right, uh, Ephesians five three through four. But among you there must, hmm, I think that's wrong. There must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people, nor should there be obscenity,
1: foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving.
2: Okay, this is from Ezra 311. With praise and thanksgiving they sang to the Lord, He is good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid.
0: Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise to his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever, his faithfulness continues through all
1: generations.
0: Psalms 95, 2-3, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with song, for the Lord is the
1: great God, the great King above all gods. Psalms 34, 1 and 3. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. O magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name forever.
2: thankful for a church family that feels like a real family Mm -hmm. i'm thankful for brokenness because god is teaching me that in brokenness it's a platform for him to build upon and i'm seeing beauty in brokenness I'm thankful for coming here and being here and soon to be baptized. I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations in the past year, but I'm thankful that I got a uh, Christian, uh, uh, how would you put it? Christian family, but a warrior of family of prayers to fight against the devil. I am extremely thankful for every one of you. I would be lost, really, I would be lost without this house and God. Thank you. I am thankful that this past year, plus a few months, I have been taught not only how to live well, but how to die well. I'm thankful for restoration.
1: I'm thankful for our salvation, my wife, this body of the church, the Crothers, and for my smiling brother. When I moved over here about a year ago, I fell in love with the valley. loved this place. And now I have a beautiful church family. And all you people are just, the spirit is here. And i thankful for that.
0: Father, we just thank you for this time. Help us just to settle into you. Open our eyes to the gift that you're offering us. Open up our eyes to the well of living water that never runs dry that's coming from inside of us because that's where you dwell Mm -hmm. open our eyes up to the fact that we are your temple Mm -hmm. you created us to live inside of us Mm -hmm. I just declare truth over each and every one of you living water fresh water God made you. God loves you. God saved you. And God is completely restoring you. He's bringing you back to his original design for each and every one of you. Created in his image and in his likeness. You would bear his image. His son lives on the inside of us. And his spirit is joined together with our spirits the moment we came to believe. And together we are one spirit with the Lord. He's brought our spirits back to life again. And he's faithful and just. This faith that he is the author of, he declares that he is also the perfecter of. And if your faith is lacking, you look to him. Because just like he first begun to write your faith, he is faithful to perfect it and to bring it to where you totally, wholly, and completely look to him. Thank you for your faithfulness, Father. Thank you for your love for this family and your caring guidance for bringing us forward. Thank you that everything that the enemy did mean for bad, that you are using it for good. Thank you that you are raising up a standard against him, not just concerning this house, but concerning this whole Kern region that you've called us to walk in your authority concerning. Thank you that you are preparing us to bring the life that you died to bring to this region. You are a blessed people. You are a blessed people. The creator of heaven and earth declares you blessed. That's his word. And his word is truth. Amen.